Hey, happy Monday. This is Stacy and Jasmine of your Black Zen team. Welcome back. You may not be listening on a Monday, but it's always Monday here at Black Zen. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you have to explain that, though. That started a while ago when Stacy's diet always started on a Monday. Except that she would say it on like Tuesday or Wednesday that she was going to start <laughs> on the Monday. <laughs> it gave me a whole week to just eat whatever I wanted because I would just always start on Monday. And Jasmine finally said, well, pretend Monday is every day. <laughs> just start what you say you're going to start. So Yes. Started off as like a salty comment that I would make on her choices. And now we've turned it into a positive. <laughs> Funny enough, that's actually how we came up with the idea of Monday morning, 9 a.m. PST in mm-hmm. your inbox. Mm-hmm. Every Monday. You you will get the weekly wellness because yes. it's a new start. Every topic that we do is always about wellness and about thinking about our lives in totality and how do we bring what we're learning on the mat into our everyday life. And we so. can start that Monday morning at 9 a.m. For those that haven't signed up for the weekly wellness, make sure you do. Our information's online, blackzen.co. Mm-hmm. And if you have questions about what we do, feel free to email us anytime. Info at blackson.co and we will get back to you. Yep. So before we start this week's wellness, I mm-hmm. wanted to talk about your girl's Black Zen Beginner's Guide to Wellness. Yeah, we have some really exciting <laughs> news. I totally forgot about this. Yes, it's actually really cool. We are at the Greenbrier Mall at Medu Bookstore in Atlanta. What? We are hitting in the, brick and mortar stores. Hitting the shelves, you guys. Hitting the shelves. Go in there and yes, make okay. sure you say and ask for it because it'll probably be sold out by now. Exactly. <laughs> and this, and we, and we just want to clarify, this is the beginner's guide to meditation that we wrote, at the, I guess at this point, maybe about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we are... Super honored and excited that Medu is uh, one of the carriers of our book because they have been around for 20 years in the community. Oh, yeah. Black They're one of the largest black-owned bookstores yeah. in all of America, and they have been doing it and representing for a long time. And so it's actually quite an honor that they are carrying our book. And so we want every person who is in the Atlanta area to go into Medu, check out what they're doing. Ask for us by name and say Black Zen sent you so that they know that they have love from the fam in Atlanta for putting us uh, on blast this way. So thank you, Medu. We appreciate what you're doing. and In the community, mm-hmm. not just for us and exactly. not just for Black Zen, but what you've been doing for the last 20 years. Exactly. Getting exactly. people read up. Exactly. <laughs> so we couldn't be more thrilled. And so we just wanted to make sure we shared that news with you guys before we move on. All right. Yeah. So our topic this week. Mm-hmm. Jasmine, you you can start the topic because I'm ready to dig in. I know. It's how to be present, here's the caveat though, while making plans for the future. And what's funny, this came about when we were talking with each other just really about mindfulness Mm -hmm. and being mindful every day. And someone asked me, it's like, if you're being present all the time, how do you plan for your future? How do you make the steps? You guys talk about growth a lot. You talk Mm -hmm. about moving forward and setting goals and all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. How do you do that while still being present in the now? I love this question. It's a fantastic question. And it's valid too. Oh, absolutely. It's a valid question. And instead of describing the details, we think the best way to break this down is to give examples of what presentness does not look like. (laughs) <laughs> and it, and we're not doing this to be tricky. We're doing it because most of us don't realize when we're not being present. Yes. So we're trying to give real examples of something that you can relate to. So then you can try to point to it and say, oh, I didn't realize that that's what I was doing, that I wasn't being present when I do that. Right. I'm going to give an example of myself. Good. <laughs> I like those. We're going to go with the past. Okay. Actually, Jasmine, you have one of these stories too. Oh, goodness. My, <laughs> my Arizona Jasmine trip. Jasmine has a pair of pants. <laughs> 
that are completely uncomfortable. And I have the same thing. Well, no, they're no, no, I, I actually, what's funny is I now have the most comfortable pair of pants, but there's a, I, it took me a while to get there. Hold on, rewind that back. How are you, let's talk about the pants and how you were living in the past. Right. And not in the present. With so I always make the joke. And, and everyone can relate to this. As you get older, your body changes. It's, you know, it's normal. It's fine. And for a while, I was living in a pair of pants that was about two sizes ago. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I put them on, it was sort of like there was this, like, I don't know if it was like pr- like this sort of false pride or something. I was like, <laughs> no, I can still fit in these jeans. Here's the thing, though. Yes, I could fit in them, but I also couldn't bend. I couldn't sit properly. You couldn't they the whole cut button. into my stomach, and so I had to wear <laughs> loose tops because I was trying to like st- I was stuck in the pants. <laughs> and finally, on this trip to Arizona, I was with a friend of mine, and she was like, "Can I just be real with you for a minute?" <laughs> Everybody has a friend like that, and I love. I'm gonna hurt your feelings, but exactly. Whenever somebody starts with, "Can I just be real with you for a minute?" <laughs> Just brace yourself. Know it's coming out of love. <laughs> Just hear what they're gonna say. So she says, "Can I be real with you for a minute?" I was like, "Yes." Sure. <laughs> and she's like, "You look mad uncomfortable." <laughs> you look ridiculous. She said, "You look. Why are you in a right? medium? You look mad uncomfortable." And and I'm telling you right now, we should just go into this thrift store and you just spend 20 bucks and just buy a pair of like bigger size pants just so that you can walk around comfortably because we can't really enjoy the trip if you are still, if you're fighting with your clothes and you don't want to sit down on places and things like that. And I said, you know what? Okay, fine. I'm in, I'm on vacation. I don't know anybody here. No problem. (laughs) Let me do this. That was the best decision I have ever made. I finally got the right size pair of pants. And it doesn't and didn't mean that I was giving up on never being at my regular size and all those other things. It just meant that I had to embrace my present rather than living in my past. My past <laughs> was past two was a... sizes ago. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. Get the right size. And as soon as I did, I just enjoyed the trip. But you know I what's could funny. finally like relax. I could let my belly hang a little bit. And it was perfect even more than just the pants thing Hmm. you had to at some point be if you were present enough early on you would have recognized that those pants were not doing you a service right you would have felt you would have (laughs) recognized that you felt uncomfortable yes and that's what's so great about being present you are able to quickly identify what's working and what's not working correct you wouldn't have to have a friend say hey boo boo right can i talk to you for a second (laughs) (laughs) you see what i mean and that's another example of how being present is beneficial to your well-being. And that's the point of this entire... We're not just talking about pants, you guys, and being too big for clothes. No. (laughs) As you know, I mean, if you followed us for a while, you know that we will take a silly example and then try to use that to show you something else. And so we do silly because we're silly people. But the concept themselves are actually not silly at all. No, no. And there's a lesson in here. I feel like if you take that lesson outside of the pants story, yes, being present can affect your day-to-day. And that's the thing. And here's the thing. Imagine how many hours you spent walking around uncomfortable. Correct. On not enjoying myself. Not enjoying yourself. Right, right. Because you didn't recognize that those were uncomfortable and that was the cause of your distress. Well, and this is the other thing. I mean, uh, there's actually an old wellness that we did way, way back called um, the new version of the old you. I love that uh, wellness so much because it talked about how sometimes we are 
we're sort of stuck in patterns of how we used to be mm-hmm. when the truth is we've grown. We've passed yes. those places. And Your yet we waistline still... has grown. Exactly. Have so you adjust. can't still make decisions based off of how you used to be. You have to make decisions based off of who you are right now. Great. And you don't know who you are right now unless you are present. Another example, actually, of not being present mm-hmm. that people do, I think, often and don't know they're doing is to check out. Oh, sure. And I'll give you an example. Sure. I remember I was at a job once. Did not like that job. I didn't like it so much that I just tuned it out of my entire existence. I was like, like you're on autopilot. I was on autopilot. I went in there, clocked in nine to five, left, didn't experience any of it. Which is so scary because, when you think about it. No. That's I, 40 hours a week of your <laughs> life that you're not experiencing. Because, but because I did not enjoy it, I checked out, didn't even acknowledge mm. that it was a problem of like, this is a check. Didn't even, it didn't even occur to me. Right. You know, and the thing is, how long can you really sustain that? Like, that's what's so scary. Well, There's more... some people. I mean, you. Some people check out for years. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And these are, and whether it's you know a job you don't like or aren't aren't excited by, or whether it's a relationship that is just not working, whatever it is, there's sometimes when people just sort of check out and you kind of phone it all in, mm-hmm. that means for the entire time that you spend in those situations, which usually tend to be the majority of your life, if you think about it. You're either at home or at work for most people. Yeah. And if you don't like one of those two things, yeah. or if that's where you're checking out, that means that's a whole portion of your life that you're just not present for. Exactly. And that's the thing. And what's so funny, it's similar to, you know, acknowledging and being present in moments, even when they're uncomfortable, you at mm. least are able to recognize what's not working. Yes. And then but you can, can only be- recognize it if you are noticing and if you're if present I, in the moment, you yes. have to experience it. I have, And I feel like if I was present at that time and I was experiencing all the dislike mm-hmm. of my position, I would have got out of there years ago. That would have been the fire you needed to find, find the job that you do want. Yes. Yeah. Checking out kind of dulled my senses so that it became more acceptable. To stay there longer. To stay longer than I needed to be. Which means that now you wasted even more of your time being somewhere that didn't serve you. Absolutely. Mm. So, yeah, mm. this was my pre-meditation days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's real, though. I feel like, I feel like I feel... that's real for a lot of people. And, and same with relationships. You mm-hmm. can be in a relationship for a very long time mm-hmm. and check out. It becomes a routine. Well, right. And it's really easy to check out on a routine. Yes. And then you do all the time. Yes. And I think, too, what people don't realize is that when you're checking out of it, the other person or your employer or your employees, everybody feels that. Everybody knows that you're not there. Everybody knows you kind of can't stand the place. I feel like people notice No, no, I would disagree. You don't think so? I feel like a lot of other people check out, too. My my whole crew was checked out. That's so scary, It's crazy. I know. I know. But no one liked it. So no one really Mm. acknowledged that we were there. We just came in, clocked in, did the work, got out of there. Oh, my God. That is my nightmare. So, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, what's interesting, though, is I think that when you're in those situations, we actually included in this week's wellness, we included um, an article. Oh, it's a great article. mm -hmm, The article from Psychology Today. And it was about how to be present even in the moments that you don't enjoy or want to be in. And no, I, instead of being better Yeah, what did they say? How to be present in the moment even when the moment sucks. That's yeah. how I read it. <laughs> and that's what I think is important. Yes. Because, I mean, not every moment can be roses. And I feel like as soon as we get to the point where we can be present, even when it's not great, mm-hmm. it'll just help us move faster outside of that space and not get comfortable with what we do don't recognize what we're not accepting correct right what's interesting is that i had this i had this experience when i was actually in in a relationship with someone that i cared about a lot and what i realized is that i was checking out because i felt like we weren't connecting and that was the part that made me check out because my feelings were hurt and once i recognized that i was like well let's deal with that 
Because it wasn't that I didn't want to be with this person. It was that mm. it just the, the the vibe didn't feel right in that in those moments. And so when we finally had a conversation about it, and I was really honest and kind of vulnerable with like, this is why I'm checking out, and this is why this feels weird. And is it just me, or do you feel that way too, or what's going on? And we ended up having we were I remember this we were sitting down on the stoop. This is when I was in Brooklyn, New York days. It was my New York days. <laughs> we, were, stoop. we were on the stoop, stoop in Brooklyn, I'm from California. I'm yeah, no, we were on the stoop in Brooklyn, and we had like an our conversation and it turns out he was stressed about work and about all these other things and after that we both slept so well it was like it was finally like the fog was removed that's nice because we because you we both de- aren't phoning it in anymore. exactly we dealt mm-hmm. with what was there and what was real we acknowledged it and it was that acknowledgement that allowed us to move on to a much better space i like that example yeah. a lot yeah. and you know i'm going to end it on something that's very helpful that i found in terms of how to recognize when you're not being present. Oh, that yeah, let me hear. This I have practiced this for years mm-hmm. and I haven't mastered it yet, but okay. I think it will help everybody. If I feel like I have checked out or I'll just even put a timer on and I'll every hour or so, mm-hmm. I'll ask myself, what happened in the last 20 minutes? Ooh, in that's detail. Good. That's good. Tell me the last 20 minutes of the beat. If, if, it, if it, what's funny, if I'm driving a car, I'm like, I don't know. I just arrived. Which like, is scary. <laughs> which is super scary. But I feel scary. like a lot of people just check out they drive. But I'm just saying, being present is knowing what happens in each moment and being able to recall it. If because you can it means you were actually it, there. That means you were there. You actually you were, experienced it. It means you experienced it. It means your attention mm-hmm. was there and your focus was there in that moment. Right. And that's why you can remember it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm putting that out to everybody. If you get an opportunity. Ask yourself every two hours, every time you think about it, mm-hmm. what happened in the last 20 minutes? If you cannot answer it, you asleep. <laughs> it's a good gut you, check. It's a great gut it's check. It's a good gut I, check. I it's, find yeah. myself doing that more often than not. Yeah. And honestly, I need to do even more. Yeah, it's definitely a good gut check to make sure that you really are experiencing the moments of your life, the good, the bad, the wonderful, the crazy, the fun, the, all of it, because that's what really... That's where insight comes from. Yeah, I mean, I, right. I just, I feel like you can't... You can't do much unless you know where you're starting from, unless you know where you are. Yeah. But here's the other thing. How do you know where you're going if we keep talking about being present? So I really want to get into this future piece. How do you stay present while planning for the future? Because I think that's really important, especially if you're an ambitious person, if you have a type A personality. Yes. I plan all the time. I no, plan for Jasmine, a living. No, Jasmine. We <laughs> right. plan all the time. And I get it. We are the atypical type A folks. Yes. Where everything is based on a plan. Yeah. You know, we grew up, you know, was it a, a failure to plan? Is a oh, plan to fail? No, fa- yeah. Failure to plan <laughs> is a plan to fail. Yes. I take so, that to heart and I think it's absolutely true. Okay. So here's here's my answer to that. Hmm. Um, I think if I designate time in my day to work on planning, and let's say I give it two hours. Mm-hmm. In that two hours, I am present. I am presently focusing on my future, if that makes sense. But what, I, what is I'm, I'm, I'm focusing well, on explain that. Explain that a little bit more. Yeah. So what I'm saying is I'm focusing on that work. Okay. I'm focusing on the next steps. I'm focusing on what I want to do next. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. After that two hours and I'm done with the planning, mm-hmm. it has to go away. I can't continue to engage in planning outside of doing Oh, sure. So it's like if you go to dinner after that with friends or something, you're not reminiscing about what no, you wrote down. I'm, no, and you're not. I'm talking at dinner. I'm talking to you about it. I'm not thinking in my head, is my plan right? Should I modify mm. the plan? That That's all future. Because then now you're not then present I'm not anymore. I'm present when I'm talking to you at dinner. Mm, I see that. And so, I, and I think like that's the piece that's going to help. It's yeah. compartmentalizing future future planning. Future planning. Yeah. 
Well, this is why I love, and you're going to, I know you're going to make fun of me for this, but I, I always them. make fun of you. Just I know. Fun. This is true. You make fun of me whatever. whatever. <laughs> but, um, but this is why I love dream boards. Oh, I love yeah. a good Jasmine and her dream board, board her journal. I'm or telling it. you, if you if you ever if you ever want to have a dream board party, you just let me know because <laughs> that is my jam. Oh I my love God. it. I think it makes so much sense to be able to visualize what you want to see for yourself, and then it helps you start to hone in on what it is that you really want to put on that board. And I'm real selective about what makes it on the list. But what's so, yeah, yeah. And I, what I love about that though is that. In that planning, I find so much enjoyment in the process of planning. Do you know what I'm so saying? So that you are present so while I'm you're present doing while it. I'm you doing it. it. And, I, and the board is great because once it's on the board, there's no need to ruminate about it. But what's funny, Jasmine, I have caught you looking at that board every now and again. You walk by it, you notice it. That I do. I I'm like, just saying. I just that- I like I like to I like to keep my future in the forefront of my mind <laughs> while I am being present See, in my everyday. Hold on. There, that's, there's a fine line there between being present and focusing on the future. So I think that's true. I definitely I think, think that's true. You make the dream board, you post it, and you put it out of your mind and be present in your next engagement. Which is which is what I do, and uh, but I will say that being able to see it is in the same way that you put up photos of your loved ones or you put up funny pictures. artwork or whatever. There's something about being able to see the things that you that you want for your life around you that help. That at least for me, apparently Jasmine is very visual and I will not accept the fact that she could be. <laughs> Focusing on the future too much by looking at her dream board every so often. You might be right. I, I definitely, I so, definitely could learn how to plan a little less. What's great is everyone is different, mm-hmm. and we're just giving you examples of how this might show up for you. Yes. So in your day to day, two things: one, ask yourself randomly what happened twenty minutes ago. Mm, yes. Two, when you are doing something, ask yourself: Am I giving this all of my attention? Is my mind in this activity? Right. Am I fully engaged? Right. Do that often, it'll become natural. Yeah. And when, and there's something I can tell you that is just so special about always being present. You never miss an opportunity. I agree with that. I have I agree never missed an opportunity. I've never missed, I just don't even know a how mo- to describe right, it. Right, a moment, a moment, a moment to come to up or to no. figure out what your next step was. Yeah. Nope. With that, we'll go into our meditation topic of the week. Mm-hmm. And it was all about being mindful. And being mindful is very different than being in meditation. And so we kind of wanted to explain that a little bit. Being mindful is about acknowledging what's happening around you, what's in your surroundings, whether it's like the noise in a room or um, noticing how your feet feel when you're walking, noticing... um, Outside stimuli. Outside stimuli, that's right. Yeah, yeah. what we hear, see, touch, Mm -hmm. all of our senses. Correct. And the more aware that you become of your senses in every moment that you're in, that's called being mindful. Yes. And what's interesting about that is that being mindful when you are out and about and living your daily life, by doing that, you're actually building a really great skill of attention when you go to sit on the mat in your personal meditation practice. Absolutely. Mindfulness, while that looks at the exterior, I feel it does prep the mind really well mm-hmm. to For attention. be focused. Yeah. And that's the whole point of meditation is to be focused mm-hmm. and quiet and sit in silence, right? Exactly. So, And when you're sitting in meditation... It's actually sort of more of an inner reflection than an outer reflection, right? So you're paying attention to your breath, to what's happening with you versus versus what's happening outside. So that's the difference between being mindful uh, versus meditating. Right, exactly. But we we love being mindful because it it seemed like it was the perfect tip to add for this week (laughs) as we're talking (laughs) about being present. And that's a great way to learn how to be more present in your everyday life by practicing mindfulness as you go throughout your day. Love it. We'll end it on that. 
we are here every Monday. Mm-hmm. Every day is Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back next Monday at 9 a.m. PST. We'll talk to you then.